We trying to behave ourselves on the story. Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As your kids, tell them go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. Hey everybody, it's your girl Claudia Jordan. It's Wednesday and we are back with a brand new episode of TGIF with two of the most fabulous men in the industry and me tagging along. We're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, get you a little something or something to drink and get ready to sip on this hot tea. What's up guys? What y'all doing? What y'all drinking on? What's up? Hey. Okay, let me give you a proper introduction to do your little hand thing. Uh, please welcome <laughs> Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? Where are you? I'm in Aruba on my yearly trip. I just got the ocean, and here we are. I had a little incident on the beach today, so I hope I don't get charged. Uh, okay, okay. Anyway. What did you do? Beat up somebody? No, we tried to make a mermaid, me and my girl Roberta, and it didn't come, come out right, so we just made it to a big penis instead. And then um, <laughs> mother and child walked by, and they were like, the daughter was like, Mommy, that's so cool. <laughs> you like big penises? I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Please welcome most media personality, Funky Dineva. He's smiling, so the answer must be yes. <laughs> I leave for one weekend and we come back, and now this is the Playboy podcast unfiltered. Like, <laughs> I'm so confused. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you are not allowed to leave work again. Please. Listen, I don't like being absent, but I had to go collect two checks. And I understand, I, I, I understand. Gala, and it was pride, and I'm black, and I'm gay myself, so I had to go participate on behalf of TGIF, but I rep TGIF everywhere I went. Very and, good. Now, T.S. Madison did a great job. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I'm not, I'm not, you know, she did an amazing job. Everybody loved That's her. But sister, of course. Our chemistry, th- this is the reason why the three of us make this show. This show is because of the three of us. I'm going to say it. It's because of the three of us, and I, I got to say I missed you. Um, I miss y'all too, and I'm happy to be back at work. You're definitely miss. All right, y'all. Let's get. Did you get any get any this weekend? Or were you? Just, uh, uh, I don't want no stuff out of. I don't, <laughs> I don't want no stuff out of Atlanta, Cody. I was there for ten years. I hunched everybody in Atlanta already. So, <laughs> I'm. Right you know, I'm moving on to different cities now. Been there, done that, and that new stuff they got in Atlanta. I don't want none of it. It come with monkeypox and COVID and all that other stuff, and, and I'm good. Mm-mm. Anybody that's reckless in Atlanta has a death wish. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's get into the hot topics now. We have an update to the Tiffany Haddish and Erie Spears grooming and molestation allegations. Haddish finally broke her silence about the allegations on her Instagram page, and she posted this. Look, I know people have a bunch of questions. I get it. I'm right there with you. Unfortunately, because there's an ongoing legal case, there's very little I can say right now. But clearly, while the sketch was intended to be comedic, it wasn't funny at all and I deeply regret having agreed to act in it. I really look forward to being able to share a lot more about the situation as soon as I can. Alice, start with you. What what are your thoughts on what what you said? You know, Claudia, I have mixed feelings on it. I I really felt like that that, uh, her speaking on it just wasn't good. I don't know. I don't want to say it makes her seem guilty, but what it did do, it definitely, in my opinion, fused this fire that's going around Tiffany right now. And I feel like in public opinion, she's losing this battle right now. And and it's very unfortunate to watch. Now, I want to be very clear because I think some of my last comments were taken out of context. 
the video was tasteless. It was incriminating. It was inappropriate. She exercised poor judgment. It viewed exploitative, um, and it was downright disgusting. However, the video does not make her a child molester. Tiffany Haddish has been very transparent about her being molested as a child herself when she was growing up and when she was a teen and about her experiences with child molestation in her foster care. So I hope to goodness that she did not molest this child. So in this case, I'm gonna say again, even though the video was horrible taste, horrible, 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 I really want to see how this plays out in the court before I make a final judgment. All right, uh, Q, what do you think about it? Um, you know, my sentiments deeply echo Al's. I think one thing that is important for us to note is that um, Tiffany's lawyer says, that these people have been trying this for years. They've secured multiple lawyers and each lawyer each time has quit. You know what I'm saying? Citing that the case is meritless. And now this go around, the mother and the daughter are representing themselves. It's also worth noting that um, the mother is caught in a picture in 2020 partying with Tiffany Haddish. So, you know, which one is it? Did did, did you molest my daughter or, or son, daughter and son? Did you not? Am I cool with you? Am I not? Or is it just your rent and your bills backed up and you no longer have access to Tiffany? So this is a great way to try to get you some coins. Now, the video is tasteless. Aries and Tiffany, both as adults, should have just known this was not funny. But the other question that I have, too, and it's very important for parents in the industry, where were the parents at? Um, with your children being this young? Why were they not on set? Why did you not stop this? Why did you not say, this is not a role I want my child to participate in? There are so many questions surrounding this. And like Al said, we'll just have to wait till it plays out in court. Um, I get that they were acting and it was supposed to be the mind of a pedophile. Um, it definitely missed the mark. It wasn't funny. And, and I was talking to some of my friends about this yesterday and they were like, you know, well, what's the difference between doing a skit about something and a movie that has a pedophile, you know, that, that kind of subject matter. I'm like, okay. But like, this was something that was like an unforced error. You know what I mean? And they did this, they did this skit. Um, at, at what point where, when they on set, I mean, Tiffany wasn't involved in the real gross stuff. She's shown dropping the kid up. I don't know how much she was involved, but like wh who, who, who signed off on zoom in on the kid's butt, make him spread Eagle on the video. Like I, it's so stupid and not funny and gross. And this all came about, you know, how, why it came, got brought back up. Cause like y'all said, this mother's been trying to get a lawsuit for a while and it's been dropped. No one wants to take the case. Right. Uh, Aries and Lizzo, people's the fans are digging. They pulled this up, and now it's giving it credibility in life. Mm -hmm. And and now it's a thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's a whole thing. Should have left Lizzo alone. Talking about she looked like an SHIT emoji, and now he knee deep in SHIT. It's the audacity for me. Like Aries, what emoji do you think you look like? <laughs> the SHIT emoji in That's a pamphlet. So do they have, do they have a booboo in a pamper emoji? Because he looked like a booboo in a pamper emoji. Somebody posted a picture of what he used to look like, and 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 he was actually good looking. And he really? talked about he, get, he talk about he get play because he handsome and got money. No, it's because you got money. It's because you got money. All right. Well, we're gonna move on before we say mean things. Uh, well, it was three years in the making. And Sheree Whitfield's highly anticipated clothing line, She by Sheree, finally made its debut. But her fans are scratching their heads. 
and comparing Cheree's clothing to the fashion brand Shein. Social media uses Slam Cheree for selling a $130 gray two-piece athleisure set that looks nearly identical to versions sold by Shein and Amazon at lower price points, like basically $100 cheaper. One person wrote, nah, you wrong for these Shein joggers and charging Nike prices. Another person wrote, mm, when you can buy it from Amazon without the She by Sheree logo for a third of the price, then I have a problem. Now, what are your thoughts on, you know, She by Sheree or She by Who finally hitting the runway out? Oh, Q, let's go to you first. What you think about this? You know what? This woman just keeps embarrassing herself. Um, for the life of me, I just don't think business-wise Sheree is the smartest woman. Let me start off here. And this is kind of lengthy. I'm going to try to make it short. Number one, I don't think Sheree has a true passion for being a fashion designer. That's number one. And when people are not passionate about endeavors that they take on, they half-ass them. I think when the Real Housewives of Atlanta season one came out, all of these ladies were scrambling to find a way to make them seem like they were just such business women, such high society and such this, that, and the third, Sheree came out with this she by Sheree thing and it just stuck with her for 13 years. Now here's where things get interesting. You have a fashion show with 30 products. We all know that that fashion show was filmed at a minimum at the top of the year. You've had at least four, five, six months between then and now to get the pattern shipped off to Vietnam to some little sweatshop and have some little kids sew the clothes that were actually shown on the runway of the fashion show. The designer has come out and say he designed those 30 pieces for Sheree in over two weeks, spending $2,500 of his money that she refused to reimburse him for. And as a result of, he will not be giving her the patterns. So she won't be getting the patterns to said things. I think because she was in a time crunch and she was trying to at least have some type of product to, to have coming off the press from the show that she instantly went to AliExpress, Sheen, brought up a bunch of stuff put she by Sheree logo on it to try to save face, but it is obvious that what is shown on the website is not what was shown in that fashion show. And it is obvious that the, the stuff comes from China and you can find it on Sheen and Amazon. Sheree, you missed the mark and you failed once again. I actually like the clothes on Sheen. I have a whole bunch, everything I'm bought in this trip is from Fashion Open Sheen. All right, go ahead, Al. What do you think about this story? Well, you know, Sheree is, Sheree is my friend and I support her wholeheartedly. And you guys know that I was I was at the fashion show. Did y'all see me on the episode? Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, you got it. You, you didn't watch. Anyway, it's on my Instagram. Anyway, so as a brand strategist, I have to share this. I did not know what Q shared, which was the, the person who actually did the design. She didn't buy the patterns and send it off. But let's be very clear. This is just like what uh, Fenty by Rihanna, Fenty Beauty by Rihanna is doing. And it's called white label apparel, everybody. Um, Fenty, for example, is made by a company called Kendo. And Kendo produces all the products sold on Fendi, but they also produce all the products fold, uh, sold on like Marc Jacobs and Lip Lab. What they do when it comes to white label apparel is you buy it from a manufacturer, the manufacturer ships it to you with no branding whatsoever attached to it. You take the product, you rebrand it, and you make it your own. Rihanna did it. We're not barking up her tree about how she did it. And, and it's also in private label apparel, it happens. So it's funny that you mentioned in the dialogue, Claudia, that Nike, well, everybody that wears Nike 
Nike does the exact same thing. They buy in bulk from a manufacturer. They switch up a few things. They put the Nike symbol on it and they sell it to you Americans. So I hate to say it, but this is normal. Boutiques do it. Department stores do it. Um, designers do it. Sheree, unfortunately, all eyes were on her. And unfortunately, she got caught doing what everybody else is doing and her credibility tanked because of it. Yeah, that's true. And I, it sucks for her because I, I, I like her. I want her to win. And this was like, a, you know, something that probably could have been avoided. And uh, they do say there was a time crunch. I did see the, the piece that you talked about, Q, with the designer that said he did it. And supposedly she had nothing the day, like right before the show. So she had to just kind of gather mm-hmm. stuff last minute and just kind of throw something together because she was on. You know, with the shows, when they have to film that day, they're not going to change it for you. They actually right. like, like there to be drama so they can say, oh, you failed again. You know, all right. Well, in more Sheree uh, news uh, on the uh, episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Sheree met with Phaedra Park's ex-husband, Apollonita, to get relationship advice. Sheree's honesty about her relationship with her ex-boyfriend, Tyrone Gillum, gave Apollo a place to be honest about how he felt abandoned by Phaedra during his incarceration. Apollo said, when my ex left me, she left me basically to die. Phaedra left me to basically rot. When it first happened, she wasn't there. My sentencing, she wasn't there. My self-surrendering, she wasn't there. Basically not allowing me to see my children. There were a lot of things that showed me that she wasn't there for me. Well, what are your thoughts on Apollo's claim? Let's start with you, Al. Hey, um, this is Apollo's opinion. So if you really think about it, tell me where the lie is. Let's really dig down into this. Tell me where the lie is. When Apollo started to, to get in trouble and he started getting convicted and all that stuff, she did exactly what he said she did. She started to separate herself and distance herself. She wanted to do it professionally. And she also wanted to do it because she didn't enjoy the backlash that she was getting from being on the show and married to Apollo. Now, some people can understand why she did it and say, hey, he was doing some undercover stuff. I don't see how a lawyer, as great as she says she is, did not know that her husband was doing anything illegal up under the same roof, sleeping, you know, making babies together. And some people can argue that a, that a wife should always stand by her husband during good times and bad times. That's up for discussion. But what is not up for discussion, in, is my opinion, is that she was wrong 100%. I don't care what anybody says for keeping those kids from that man. He is still their daddy, and he should be able to see his kids. I heard that. Q, what you think? Um, you know, it's so funny because there was an episode where she talked about she wasn't bringing her kids to a prison, um, to visit him. And, you know, I got mixed emotions about that. You know, I, 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 I can understand not wanting to imprint on my children, prison atmosphere, so on and so forth. But this is what I'm going to say from Bravo's perspective. I think it's dead wrong of Bravo to exploit a portion of Phaedra's storyline without Phaedra being present. I think it's wrong to bring Apollo and keep Phaedra off the Real Housewives of Atlanta. If you're going to drag in Phaedra and pull in her stuff, then she needs to be able to, the next scene needs to be her sitting there talking to Kenya. I get that she had her clash with Candy and, and you know, unspokenly Candy doesn't want her there. So she's not there because Bravo loves Candy, allegedly. Um, but it's time for Phaedra to come back. If y'all bring in Apollo and y'all want to sully her name, in this way, I think it's only fair she had the same platform. But wait a minute, Q. Herself. Wait a minute, because when he got sentenced, she definitely exploited him with him not being there on the show. That's so 
she she had a whole little half a season about this drama and this imprisonment. So I if think, you're going to say that, then you got to stand on the other side of her not think, doing it for him. I think the only difference is she was an actual housewife and that was her actual life. You don't brought on a side character. You you brought on the friend of the show, the person that doesn't get the check. You know what I'm saying? To exploit the main character. There would be no him if it was not for her. I get what you're saying. If you pull a glove mm. inside out, it still has to be a glove. But my yeah. whole thing is, you know, hell, he was, un you know what? Here's what the difference is. His ass was unable to film because he was in prison. Cut it out, Q. <laughs> you know what? We are going to keep y'all posted. That was be not before the sentence, Q. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> we we got to take a quick commercial break, but I'm sure we'll have much more to say. <laughs> so we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Sorry about that technical issue, but we uh, fixed it and we are back. I'm looking at some of the chat. Yo, we got some crazy people in the chat. Someone named John Smith said, I love terrorizing Claudia Jordan. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? A bad way, what? I'm, I'm like, is, is that a goal to like get a tent? Like, you know what I mean? Like you like terrorizing someone that- And you just gave it to him. And you just gave it to I him. did. Well, congratulations, John. Your life has been made. I acknowledge you on my on our show. Now leave her the hell alone. Leave me alone. All right, y'all. Uh, let's get into this uh, Kim Kardashian story. Uh, in the American Dream issue of Interview Magazine, Kim Kardashian said something about her relationship with Ye that might not shock most people. When asked how she knew she really arrived in high society, Kardashian replied, I mean, when I was with Kanye and he was introducing me to a lot of people, I think that definitely got a lot of people to have a different level of respect. Do you think Kim's comment rang true? Q, what do you think? I absolutely, I absolutely think it rang true. I, I, I absolutely think her dating Kanye took her to the next level the same way her association with Ray J took her to the next level. Now, whether she got introduced to high society or not, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know do we still even have high society in 2022 in America? Uh, but she, she definitely did get plugged into some circles and given a bit more, um, I guess, validity to who she was, to being bigger than just a sex tape. Kanye definitely solidified her in celebrity circles, I would say. I don't know about high society. That's, that, that's a stretch. I think high society is Ivanka Trump and Adrian Maloof and and all those girls over there in the, the Rothschilds and Tinsley Mortimer, mama, that's high society. I don't know that Kim is having a high tea in high society, but you're definitely somebody in Hollywood, baby. But when you come from being a stylist and organizing people's closets, you meeting Anna Wintour is you've arrived. Like that's high society to you, I guess, right? Well, I can't, we, we can't start with this high society to me, high society to you. It's one America, okay? It's one high society. You don't think it's relative? <laughs> no, it ain't relative. It's okay. one. We got we to start drawing lines in the sand. In this country. <laughs> it's only one high society and you are not a part of it. Listen, I, listen, this is my take on it. All right. And I'm, I'm going to spit it out here. I don't care who like it or don't. Kim did use Kanye West for social currency. But let's be very clear. Kanye used Kim for social currency as well. I if we really going to talk about this, Kim has been using her success has been due to black people for a very long time. OK, she used Damon Thomas. Wasn't that her first husband who was a music producer, African-American male to get into the music rank, which he integrated her 
into you know the music industry with people like brandy wasn't she a closet organizer for brandy and that's mm -hmm. how she met ray j claudia isn't that how that yeah. happened i don't i don't have a good thing to say about him because uh, he did my friend dirty with the baby uh the child's sport. so i'm just gonna stay silent on this one Okay, well, I'm saying that you know that's how that's how Kim got into that circle. After that, it was Ray J that then kind of upped her Annie from there a step higher. Ray J kind of introduced her to the world with the sex tape and all of that made sex tape. And as we transitioned to Kanye West, he did help her with her fashion. He did help uh, her with her credibility because we weren't really, you know, feeling how she treated uh, Ray J and that whole situation. So. Kim used Kanye for social currency. Kanye used Kim. The thing is that I liked, and also she's been, and let's be honest, she's been emulating black women. Everything about her as a black woman, full hips, full lips, all that. She's been emulating black women forever. So it's all been this upward trajectory with black people. I'm just glad that she's finally admitting it. And she needs to go ahead and admit her emulating black people and using us for a long time to be the megastar she is. But they both used each other. They both helped each other. They have four beautiful kids and they're both billionaires now. I don't think there should be any finger pointing in this relationship at this point. All right, Key, what do you think? Do y'all think when it comes to her relationships that she's literally sitting down at the counter having a strategic planning meeting with her mother and saying, Okay, this is the list of available black men. This is the short list. Let me pick XYZ black man. Yeah, I think that's the one that's going to take me to the next level. Or do you think her dating preference is just black men? I think or, her or, or, or part of her dating preference is black men. I think her dating preference is black men that are popular. Uh, that I are, think so too. I think she's turned on by that, like a lot of women and men are. Uh, turned on by successful black men. And for, with Kanye, she didn't go after him. He went after her when he was in a relationship. Like he'd been crushing on, on Kim for a long time and she put it off for a long time before she finally got with him. And remember when she when she arrived on the scene, black men were lining up to get, to go after. There was no shortage of suitors that wanted to get with Kim Kardashian because they elevated them as well. All these athletes that hook up with reality stars, they get a lot out of it too. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's just weird because she catches a bad rap as if she's like some vampire preying on black men. And I'm just trying to figure out which came first, the chicken or the egg. I, I, I feel like you that, and I'm sure, I, I don't know, Claudia, don't get mad at me about this. But when Claudia, you know, when Claudia was young and she had her pick of the litter, when, you know, she was the it girl and everybody wanted her, she chose the best one that suited her lifestyle and what she liked. Right, No, 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 I picked bad. I didn't you pick her. <laughs> no, I did you did not. Utilize, I did not utilize my vagina. <laughs> yes, you did. Because you dated. You dated multi-million-dollar contract people. You come on, Claudia. Where are they now? Al, did I marry them? You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I didn't think I take. Uh, honestly, at the time, I didn't really take them seriously. I kind of was like, this not, you know, I didn't take them ninja serious. I did not. I didn't. And I wish I would have. Saying, like, but that's how you chose who you were going to entertain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, we gonna move on on that one. Uh, <laughs> and more Kanye news. Swiss Beats and Diddy are showing their support for Ye after uh, accused after Ye accused Adidas of leaving him out of meetings for his products and for allegedly stealing his designs. Swiss Beats took to social media and reposted a photo of Adidas new sneakers with the caption, "I usually mind my business, but this is dead wrong. If we let them do this to Kanye West, it'll happen to us too." 
This man created this groundbreaking innovation and it should be respected as a creative. Ye is only asking for his work to be respected and not stolen. That's not crazy to me. We're not buying these Adidas. You're supposed to be original. Do the correct thing, please. Now, Diddy showed his support by reposting a com conversation between him and Ye with the caption, since the era of Run DMC, Adidas has always used hip hop to build its brand and make billions off of our culture. But we are more than just consumers now for the owners. Kanye West and Yeezy are the reason Adidas is relevant to culture. We know our value. I'm done wearing Adidas products until they make this right. We have to support each other. Everybody repost this, please. So what are your thoughts on this story, Al? What do you think? Uh, excuse me. We all know that Ivy Park by Beyonce is Adidas. And I'm not boycotting anything, Beyonce. Let's keep it real, okay? Uh, Beyonce ain't having no problem with Adidas over there. She's getting along just fine with them. When it comes to Kanye, this is where the rub is for me. When it comes to Kanye, I'm just over him pick, cherry picking when he wants to be black and when he wants to use the racism card. And it usually comes when he's not getting his way. When he don't get his way, then he's all black, black power, racism. When you're getting your way, you sniffing behind them looking for them to validate your success, you don't say nothing about racism. In fact, you become a Trump supporter. Let's really dig into this. I am just tired of every time Kanye doesn't get his way, he cries like a baby and yells racism. To me, I feel like that's weaponizing your platform and it's not fair because you should be using your platform for good and not for getting your way. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's racism when he's sitting up at those tables right. and hanging with the white boys and, you know, in Paris Fashion Week with them and all of a sudden you don't get your way and everything. So I, I can't stand when people use that. Uh, mm -mm. Q, what do you think? You know, Al, you actually just changed my mind in, in a matter of 10 seconds because I was prepared to say, you know, Kanye needs to take them to court if they've copied his intellectual property or, 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 or mimicked it. Um... My second thought is Adidas is a pretty large mega corporation that probably has a legal department that's two floors big. And I'm pretty sure as a company that they would not do anything that would put them in any type of liability or suit or, or anything. So I'm pretty sure whatever it is they have done, whether it's gotten inspiration from Kanye's design or what, that it's perfectly legal and probably wouldn't hold hold up. That's right. That's right. And you know, and you know that Q, because they have years. They have years. That's why I said he's weaponizing his platform. Now, this is the other part. Having P. Diddy co-sign for you and having Swiss Beat co-sign for you just don't carry a lot of weight for me. Because doesn't P. Diddy owe a whole bunch of people a lot of money? Don't he owe a whole lot of bunch of people money? And didn't Swiss Beat thought he had hit the jackpot when he sold verses? but only to find out that all the I's and T's weren't crossed, I's weren't dotted and T's weren't crossed. Mm -mm. No, I, it's, a little, it's a little arrogant to, uh, to assume that Adidas, Kanye West is what made Adidas. Adidas, right. Adidas, they better get out of here. They've kind of sort of been around for a long time. Now, you may make an argument that they definitely benefit off the black culture. Absolutely. We definitely made it popping. But it wasn't, we all knew about Adidas. And we're very familiar with the brand. They were doing quite well before they partnered up with, with Kanye West. I think they'll be okay. All right, y'all, quick commercial break. Good conversation. We'll be right back with more after the break. 
Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, the economy's been doing a bunch of crazy stuff. And I think the market, the housing prices starting to drop. So it might be a time to buy a house soon. So you want to get your credit in order and be on top of it. So look, let me give you some tea here. Uh, the, the three-week rule may be the best financial advice ever that could really help you out. Now, what is the three-week three week rule? Uh, wait three weeks to buy that new car. Wait three weeks to refinance your home mortgage. And wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Now, why three weeks? Because that's how fast the average ScoreMaster user takes to boost his or her credit score by an average of 61 points. And let me tell you, 61 points added to your credit score can save you tens of thousands of dollars on everything we finance. ScoreMaster technology was developed by a credit data scientist to boost your credit higher and faster than you thought possible. ScoreMaster is really easy. It takes about a minute to get started, and you don't have to wait for months for your best credit score. It happens really quickly. Now, how many points can you add to your credit score? Check it out. Visit scoremaster.com slash T for the special seven-day trial I got for you. That's scoremaster.com slash T. Again, scoremaster.com slash T. I am an actual client. I definitely use it, and I get alerts all the time to keep me up on game so nothing gets behind, and I keep my score pretty high. Shout out to ScoreMaster. All right, taking a quick break. We'll be back with more tea right after the break. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to the chat. We almost have 4,300 in the chat. I'm reading a few of the comments. I have to just share a few. Um, ladies first, I'm pretty sure Claudia's hair is like that on purpose to prove she's black. Uh, Nina Lynn, there's a lot of comments about my hair. Listen, y'all, I'm in Aruba living my best life and I was in the ocean up until 5.50. And I washed my hair, ran a blow dry through it, and here we are. I'm not, it's not a wig. I'm just out here on vacation. So be mad if you want to. Um, and let me see. Nina Lynn said Claudia had a good one, a good one right before the show starts. I said, like, okay. They thought I, I got some sex before the show, and that's why my hair is like this. No, I was in the water. All right, y'all. Speaking of hair, check out what happened when an Atlanta hairstylist called the police on a woman who refused to pay for a disappointing hairstyle. You know you can get out of the gym there, right? Okay, you, like I said, you can take these out. I don't have a problem with paying you. I don't like this. Okay. Like, I'm recording this now, okay. so you, we can take these out. Okay. You can cut them. All right, we, how would you guys have reacted in the situation? Now, her hair did look a hot mess, and that was not a service that should have been paid for looking like that. But, Q, what you think about this? Listen, first of all, she need to be mad with whoever the hell referred her to that woman, number one. Number two, <laughs> if nobody referred her to that woman, this what the hell you get for being cheap. I mean, these days and times when you go into kitchen beauticians and, and, and people apartments, <laughs> first of all, it was the apartment for me because if she was really jamming as a hairdresser, she wouldn't be an apartment. She'd be in a townhouse or a house or a salon. You get what you pay for, people. You went right in this lady apartment, sat in her living room, and you got a living room hairdo. My whole thing is, where was her Instagram page? Where was her homegirl? Because that hairdo was so bad that this girl is beyond an amateur at what it is she was doing. So you should have had some type of proof that this girl knew how to do hair. What I do respect, though, is that the girl didn't want no smoke. She said, I will pay you. Just take this mess out my head. And it was the girl's ego that was blown because at the point in which you looked at that stuff, you knew that hairdo didn't look like what it was supposed to look like. All you had to do is keep your mouth closed, take that yarn out that lady hair, get paid, and all would have been well in the hood. But you wanted to be cocky and act like you rendered some bomb-ass service and she was trying to skip out on you, and that was not the case. My way from the chat says she wouldn't get paid by me. Now, what you think? Would you have paid? <clears throat> this is the interesting part. So the woman who did the jacked up hairstyle 
called the police. <clears throat> now, mind you, everybody out there, all my beauticians out there, all my future beauticians out there in all 50 states, it's illegal to practice a cosmetologist or give a service as a cosmetologist out of a space where they're sleeping, dining, or any other domestic purpose of the space. Okay, that's rule number one. So when the woman called the police actually on herself, the young girl shouldn't have been explaining what the woman did to her hair. She should have been explaining to the cops that she's operating an illegal business out of her apartment. That's what she should have done because it is by most state laws that salon space and domestic space can never be connected. Al, I don't think you should have told that because that's how a lot of black girls make their money. Uh -oh. Oh no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they should stop making their money. I'm saying for the girl when the, when she called no, the police I, on the I girl. But what I'm she, saying is, what I'm saying is now you don't aren't these heifers with some ammunition <laughs> for when they go to the people who do it. Because listen, I got a homegirl named Christine. Hey, Christine, she turned her husband turned his her whole garage into a hair salon. So when you go to Christine's house, you walk through her living room, you wave at her kids, you walk through her kitchen while her butter beans cooking, <laughs> you go to her garage, and it's literally set up like a salon that Christine been operating for over 20 years. See, so Al, you finna get a lot of the girls messed up now, because now you finna be threatening them and be like, you know what? Well, I'm gonna call the police and tell them you running a hair salon at your house. How about <laughs> and black women historically have been running hair salons out their house? So Al, you gotta pick and choose what no, law. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just trying to help the young lady who got the police called on her. If the police right, got you, called on me, everybody. but if the police got called on you, Q, she you did, if she if she would have Listen. collateral damage in the process because now these help we got four thousand people watching who now know they can call on their hairdresser and say <laughs> she operated a salon at her house when they don't but, want to pay. but she only gonna call on them and tell them that if she try if the hairdresser tried to dog them with some bogus egg on hairstyle that's the part that got me like she she knew that hair was jacked up she should have told the girl listen no harm no foul you go your way I go mine because had the girl been smart when the police showed up, she could have told on her and she would have gone to prison. Well, nobody knows that out until your ass brought it to the forefront. Nobody didn't know you couldn't get your hair braided out your house. Yes, they do. Everybody that goes to a cosmetology school go takes a class in this queue. Everybody that wants to he be a hairdresser. Go to cosmetology school. Did you see the hair? <laughs> you know, um, the the girl that was the client, she she was. She had a lot of patience. She did not raise her voice. She was very calm. And, you know, she paid a deposit to this girl before she even got there. Like She paid the girl a deposit and was going to pay more to get it out. And the lady that did her hair was just so unprofessional and so good. I hope she never gets any more business because, first of all, what was that? <laughs> what, what, like, what, what, like, it seemed like, was she being punked? Like, she couldn't possibly have thought that that was a good job. Yeah, yeah you put time and you want to pay, pay for your time, but you gave her some trash. Yeah, that, that was that and was then terrible. Got, and then you got indignant, like you got and, and, and black she went outside and called the police. Black people, that's something we have bad as a culture when we be loud, strong, and wrong, and then stand in like you can't double down when you're wrong. Like you knew that mess looked bad, you wouldn't have walked around with that in your head. King uh, in the chat says you don't need a license in Texas to braid and DC Cobb 87 said that's not true for all states. Natural hair is not regulated in every state. 
and I sit on my state's licensing board. Okay, so certain states you don't even license, but the, I, I guess some do and some don't. But you at the end of the day, right? But you still can't operate. You can't house. operate at your house. We ain't talking about having a license. We're talking about using your home to As do hair. Business, to do and hair. Saucy King says we don't snitch, Al. <laughs> okay. Narada I said, have, "You weren't going. She weren't going. They weren't going to take me to jail. I would have told on her before I went to jail. Sorry." You hear, you hear the white cop when he was talking to. Her, he's like, "Well, a, a service has been done. I'm not sure that I can speak to it being a bat. Like he didn't want to say it was Jacob, but it was. Right. That he tried so hard. All right, y'all. Moving on. Um, let's see. Hold on one second, guys. Let me get this. Claudia, let me ask you this: As a woman, what is the course of action normally when you go to a hair salon and you are dis satisfied with the service what is the protocol um usually uh well i was at the swap meet one time and a girl did not like her braids and she was about to fight the hairstyle because she was like i'm not paying it was like it was they were going to handle it themselves i've usually just like left and just never went back to that person again you know what i mean like you know but i'm not going to pay all that money if it's like really bad but usually the person knows that they do a bad job and they kind of say i'll fix it they feel guilty because they want right. their work to be well represented out on the streets so you can you know be a mouthpiece for them you know, the only place I, where i question that girl is that you sat i mean she, and see this is what you get for not going to a salon because if you're in a salon they normally have a full-length mirror in front of you yeah. and you could have seen this a quarter of the way through and stop the girl not when she spent the round and said that was all hard. right you can cash at me at beauty queen one two three and then you realize <laughs> your hair looked a mess vicky vicky huff said the first braid would have been a no for me it, yes the first braid, she needed a mirror you're right both of y'all are right about that all right y'all let's get into this larsa pippen tea the uh 48 year old larsa pippen is in these streets she was recently spotted in Miami dining with Michael Jordan's 31-year-old son, Marcus. We have the photo provided to us by TMZ. Now, do y'all think Larsa is once again robbing the cradle? Al, what you think? Would you date Larsa Pippen? Oh, yeah, but I'm 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 Michael. Well, I'm younger than them, but I'm her age, right? This is can we can I ask a few questions? All right. You remember back when your parents had friends when you were growing up, like we know that Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan were actually very good friends because they played on the Chicago Bulls together. And we know that they were, if you watch the documentary, they were very good friends on and off the court. So wouldn't that make... Larsa his aunt. Yeah, like his auntie, right? It would make her like his, like Marcus's auntie. She probably used to hold him and rock him to sleep when they all hung out. This is creepy to me. This is really creepy to me. And it's really starting to speak to who her real character is, if you ask me, because given her track record, she loves younger, younger men. I believe she was hunching that man. I believe she was hunching him. And Larsa, you need to do better because you can't go from cradling and putting the boy to sleep one minute to sleeping up in his bed the next. That just ain't cool. Allegedly. Allegedly, sorry. Well, you know, I, I think I think it's unfair. I think that whole rhetoric is presumptuous. Um, it literally could be, it could be as innocent as we're both in town. I haven't seen you in a while. Let's catch up. Tell me about your girlfriend. Tell me about college. Tell me how you've been. I mean, the pictures don't show them holding hands or sitting on the bench together, canoodling. For all we know, it could have been an auntie nephew conversation meeting. I'm just giving her the benefit of the doubt. You now, need to, because they were seated right beside each other. 
looking if, they, if it was just harmless, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily have to sit right beside him. You could sit across from him or on the other side of the table. It doesn't have to be a him, her, him, her. Like, no, mm-mm. I ain't buying it. You know, no one says anything when a 52-year-old man and a 28-year-old woman hook up. Never. It's not a big deal. Now, when you get in the teens and like the late teens, that's one thing. But, you know, um, I think the the cringy part is, you know, the relation to Michael Jordan, if there is something going on. But I think Larsa's been having a midlife crisis for a minute. And not even take this situation out of it. She's kind of just been like just in these streets. And maybe that's, you know, she was married for a while and she feels free. She wanted to just get, have, get her a little freak on it. You know, people kind of come alive the second half of their life after they go through a divorce. And they just want to, hey, I'm living for me now. I don't, I don't know. I mean, um, if they are fooling around if it, or whatever, Juanita Jordan need to call her and cuss her ass out. Right. Because it's disrespectful. It's, and it's not even just, dis- it's, it's not even, it's disrespectful to me as a mother, as a former friend of yours, as you know, I'm sure those families spent a lot of time. I know good and well you are not seducing my son or, or engaging him like that. And for her, it's nasty. Right. If you did have a if you did have an auntie nephew relationship with this boy, you're nasty. And thirdly, Larsa, there are a lot of thirsty black rappers, up and coming rappers half signed NBA players that you could go play with who will gladly <laughs> go around the world and I, I, I in your tussy cat. Leave family and family friends alone. The beef between Michael Jordan and Scotty is already thick enough and we don't need you adding this extra layer of complexity to it. And, and married men and married men and married men. Let's not forget the young boy was married. The other one, yeah. And let me just add this and correct something real quick. Uh, Scotty Pippen has said in his book that him and Michael Jordan were never really friends. They were co-workers at best. So there is some kind of tension there. So, um, you know, I'm, she, like you said, Q, she is enough. She ain't, she ain't helping. Yeah, she ain't, she ain't helping the situation with doing all this. Larsa, uh, holla at us and, and tell us if you want to come on the show, maybe we can talk to you about this because uh-huh. I want to know about you in the future, you and the little Michael Jordan boy and, and whoever else is in them DMs. I, I know they think. You, you know, one last thing before we get out of here. here. Here's the thing, though, what Larsa needs to understand. I guess Larsa's whole thing is she trying to get it while she still got a little youth left on her because none of these young boys are going to lock you down because you got Spaniard blood in you, you got European blood in you, and at one point, you're going to start looking like cottage cheese while they still young and supple <laughs> and they're not going to want your ass no more. So I guess she tried to get it while they're getting still good. Um, Black Opal Dream says she was in the streets throughout their marriage, though. Yeah, I did hear that, allegedly. Uh, Pixie Prince says people stay meddling. My son is 22 and people forever think we are dating when we go to dinner. Don't nobody care what strangers think. That's true. Like, that's good points by both of you. You don't really mm. know what's going on. All right, y'all, we got some Bow Wow stories to talk about. Bow Wow's clapping back at critics, y'all, for dragging him about his $1,000 meet and greet diamond VIP package for the Millennium Tour. In a now deleted tweet, Bow Wow wrote, you see when I'm chilling, minding my business, staying off the net, they still have to talk about me. One week is Bow Wow sells out two arenas. Uh, he's, he's a goat. Uh, to who wants to meet him for 1K? Your baby mama. And word, that's who. So read before you post about me. Stop playing with the dog. All right, here are a few things included in the Diamond VIP package you get when you uh, pay $1,000 meet Bow Wow. A 30 to 45 minute hangout with Bow Wow. A personal tour of Bow Wow's backstage lounge and tour bus along with various freebies. You get to attend the pre-show VIP lounge party and much more. 
and only 10 fans in each city will get a behind the scenes look at the backstage areas, lounge, tour bus, and more. Uh, do you think Bow Wow is offering his fans a fair deal out? Would you pay $1,000 for the Bow Wow experience to hang out with Bow Wow? And remember, all those things are in this diamond package. You get a lot. First of all, you guys know that Bow Wow and his mother used to be a client of mine when I was at the bank. And Teresa has was an incredibly um, smart woman when it came to investments. Bow Wow, at the top of his game, was an incredible talent. He was in movies. Remember, he did a stint on CSI. He had hit records. He was in the video as a kid for Snoop Dogg. Bow Wow was very, very significant. And he had record sales, record sales at the height of his career, at the peak of his career. So, yeah, I think Bow Wow, he, Bow Wow is a great father. We know his daughter is an amazing talent and creative. You all know that. I know that. Um, he, he has a he keeps a very strong How and even relationship. Pay thousand dollars to see him at the damn meeting. Hold on, I have my opinion. Excuse me, I have my opinion. He's a, he's a great da daddy, beautiful daughter, great with his baby mama. Leave Bow Wow alone. He don't mess with nobody. He's always worked hard in the industry. Chris Brown has a similar package that he offers to his fans. So why can't Bow Wow have his? Yeah, I would pay the thousand dollars because I'm going to support the black man. I'll try not to get a call from Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aldo went all around the world to answer a simple dog. This ain't we ain't questioning his fatherhood. We ain't questioning <laughs> his investments. We ain't questioning his career portfolio. Would you pay a thousand dollars? Now here's the thing: a lot of people fail to read the fine print, right? Uh, under no circumstance would I pay Bow Wow $1,000 for a traditional meet and greet, which is you come, stand at the step and repeat, you take a picture and walk off. That's what a lot of people assumed it was without reading the package. That particular meet and greet, which we're used to, is $150, according to Bow Wow, and I think that is priced appropriately. Me, personally, I would not pay $1,000 for the Bow Wow experience, but I do think for those people who are super fans i think that that is a good price for you to get that experience 45 minutes backstage personal it's only 10 of y'all you can't pay for memories guys and i think right. for those super fans of bow wows that that is a good deal i mean so, so you basically said the same thing i said you just didn't want to agree well except without <laughs> going around the world on a greyhound i mean <laughs> <laughs> I know you Teresa, Teresa would like me. Got investments, and she this ain't about <laughs> Teresa. The damn investments. But since you were talking about Teresa, get on the line and tell her about that store she had in Atlantic Station and why it didn't last, or why her partnership with a Nini Boutique didn't last. Since you want to drag Teresa into the conversation, listen, don't do that. Not today. Not today. Not today. You, you know I got to defend. I, gotta defend. I, I defend. Sitting at home talking about how I get in it. <laughs> That's since you want to bring Teresa. <laughs> I, de I defend my friends. Thank you. <laughs> Next topic. Ask Teresa where that boutique at. <laughs> With the investment money. Since, welcome, since, welcome back, Q. Since you don't drugs and tobacco, <laughs> like, it even have nothing to do with me. Now, you don't got Teresa shot up. Don't be friends with Al because he will get your ass shot up. Uh, only, because they, only because they want to be contrarian to me just because... I love that family, though. He's done a lot in the business from a young kid to today. Uh, Teresa, already finna call you. Let it go. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a done deal. <laughs>
<laughs> we got 30 seconds left, honey. Your phone gonna be ringing. <laughs> I'm like the rock. I'm chilling. You know, Claudia like this best. Claudia just sitting there. She loves it. She loves it. She loves it. All right, y'all. I want to thank the co-host, Alvin and Funky Nine for having a grand old time. Thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. Uh, really good show. Great love from the fans. Y'all hit that like button before you sign off. Make sure you stick around for T.S. Madison. Turned out with T.S. Madison. We will see y'all on Friday and make sure you get your questions in on Friday. Okay, we'll talk to you. Bye, y'all. Have a good All night. Right, stuff. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit helpjewsnow.org. That's helpjewsnow.org.